0: welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Lynn. Every week we meet a new woman that is working to change the world, and this week is no exception. Today we are joined by an environmental advocate, wildlife enthusiast, and your Miss Delaware, Emily Beal. Emily, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you wouldn't mind taking a second to introduce yourself and tell everybody what it is that you do.
1: Hi, Victoria. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for inviting me on the show, having me today. I, like you said, I'm Miss Delaware 2023, headed to Miss America this year. And during my year, we get to support a community service initiative. Mine is called Protect, Preserve, Conserve, and it's all about environmental advocacy, obviously here in Delaware, but then across the country as well. So I'm looking forward to working on that this year, speaking with you about it a little bit further today. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, starting off, why don't you tell everybody about your CSI?
1: Okay, so my community service initiative—it's called Protect, Preserve, Conserve—and it's all about environmental advocacy in Delaware. Um, there are so many things that people can be doing just locally here, and then across the state as well. So, for me, it's more about advocating for state programs that are already existing and for community organizations that already exist spreading the word about them, and really rallying support for them. I think that we already have a lot of infrastructure in Delaware and in the country to support environmental programs, and it just needs to be amplified.
0: So what inspired you to get involved with conservation and preservation efforts? And how do you think that this community service initiative has shaped your personal connection with environmental issues?
1: I... Just, I've always grown up really loving nature. So, my mom would take me on nature walks every other week when I was growing up. Like, she would sponsor school programs and come and take everyone out. We would pick our favorite leaves, our favorite trees. So, always loved nature. But then, when we found out about climate change and how it's threatening all these things that I really loved, it was really confusing at first. Like, I didn't see temperatures changing, I didn't see immediate effects to the environment. Um, so, it's pretty confusing for me. And then when I got in school and actually started researching climate change, you can actually see the effects that it's having like in your community, in your state, across the country. Um, And it was shocking to me that people didn't really understand it. I hadn't really understood it, um, but that there were such clear effects to it. So that's what made me want to take this on as a community service initiative and show people what I hadn't understood before either. Um, There are so many threats that we could be working to prevent. Uh, Things like climate change, pollution, stuff like that.
0: So I'm super excited about this week's topic because we're going to be discussing Sustainable Development Goal 15, which is life on land. And it's one that I've wanted to talk about for a while, um, but we really just haven't had the opportunity to. But this goal centers around the conservation and preservation of our ecosystems around the world. And I'm sure you're similar in this, but as somebody who grew up very environmentally conscious you know, wildlife conservation has always been a passion and a goal of mine. Um, and I think like most kids growing up in the early and late 90s, we took inspiration from the man himself, Steve Irwin. Um, yes, the king. I, the, the king. And I, <laughs> I laugh because I never thought that some TV icon would be somebody who became such an inspiration for my own passions and goals. But You know, seeing the Irwin family and what they do to help protect the environment is something that I think most, if not all people, can at least appreciate. Um, And more people need to, you know, follow in that footstep. But I know that his work continues to inspire me to create change. So discussing this goal and its impacts are super important to me. But in the context of Sustainable Development Goal 15, how do you think that we can address the growing concerns? Of illegal wildlife trafficking and the role that we play as advocates for conservation and preservation.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point too, because it, it's just something that's so, I think, unnoticed. And people really popularize things with animal trafficking or poaching, stuff like that. You see people going on hunting trips and posting pictures, you know, capturing lions or rhinos. And it's really become like almost a trophy for people to do. And it shouldn't be at all. We shouldn't popularize stuff like that. We need to be sending more support, like you said, into people like the Irwin family. I remember watching Zabumafu and always thinking like, oh, I want to go hold one of those. Um, I think that we should be talking in younger schools too. When people are watching these shows, it's great that people are doing this kind of conservation and they're trained researchers doing it. Like, not The average person shouldn't be going out handling animals like that and messing with the wildlife. Um, I actually had the opportunity when I was in college to stay on a wildlife preserve in South Africa. And while we were there, they said, if you go out at night, like do not, you can't be seen. They had recently had issues with poachers breaking onto the site and pointing guns at the windows for the preserves that we were staying on, because if they wanted to go capture a rhino and poach it, take it, sell the ivory from it, um, they would have killed anyone that got in their way. And so while we were there working, again, along, trained, alongside trained researchers and trained protection people. Um, just seeing the threat of poaching, it was so real. I think if we could take that back home and share these stories and yeah, I think coming back and telling students in school, like as you're growing up and wanting to do these crazy things, not even letting it get to that point and showing that there are people that are wildlife rehabilitators. You can't just go out and do it. I mean, here in Delaware, um, We have a group, it's Tri-State Bird Rescue. I think they're also in Pennsylvania where you are as well. Um, And one of their big things is if you see an injured bird, there are professional people who are trained to take care of it and to rescue it, and you shouldn't just be going out handling wildlife because you want to help. A lot of times you can do more harm than good by doing that. Uh, So even things from the Irwin family where they were going out and helping these crazy Australian animals, we can still take that message home to our states here and to the country here.
0: So how do you engage and mobilize members of your community to participate in conservation activities? And of course, just raising general awareness awareness for environmental challenges.
1: So a lot of it is through public appearances in Delaware. So I'm really looking forward. We have an event coming up with the Marine Education Research and Rehabilitation Foundation that I'm so excited for because it's a great organization that helps wildlife here in Delaware um, I think bringing the glam aspect of pageantry to these wildlife events is so fun because it's something that maybe is engaging younger children that maybe weren't interested in the environment at first or didn't see that it could be something really fun and really cool. If they like, you know, the glamorous side of the princessy thing, um, it's a fun way to bring those two together because you can show kids that it's cool to have that fun like feminine side but still get down and dirty and plant trees, dig, care for the wildlife.
0: In your opinion, what are the most pressing environmental issues facing our region of the world and how do you envision as Miss Delaware and possibly Miss America, you know, addressing them through your community service initiative?
1: For us, I do just think it's the threat of climate change and that's gone so untouched for so long, we need stricter policies addressing like the business side of things. I think that commercial organizations are really the ones with the power and the money to not be producing so many emissions. They need to kind of be reined in as Ms. Delaware. I'd like to continue working with the local government. So we have a great, a great government right now here in the state of Delaware. They recently passed a climate change bill saying that we're going to reduce our emissions and get to net zero by 2050, I'd like, which is just incredible. So it's still going through, making its waves. Um, But I think if we can stop businesses from producing so many carbon emissions, I mean, just outlandish numbers. We'd have to live a billion years for one human to match what a company is producing just in one year. Um, If we could just make stricter regulations for that, I think that we could have a huge change in Delaware and as Miss Delaware, and like you said, potentially Miss America. Showing that we can get ahead by doing that, it's not something that would hold us back, is something I'd really like to do.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that one of the biggest things I know I talk about um, with my community service initiative, Sustainability Starts With You, is the impact that an individual can have on, you know, on the community around them, on the world around them. But one of the biggest things I drive home of a simple act people can take is, to vote um and to yep. be involved in politics and and you know do their civ- civic duty uh, of voting and being knowledgeable about the companies that you support and the politicians that you support and the way that their actions impact the world around us I think it's right. A-
1: and yeah and to rally your government to go say this is something that I really care about so not only stopping with voting but then continuing to show up and say hey I see that this bills on the table it's something that really matters to me and to the state and it as a constituent, I want you to know that I'd like your support on it.
0: Yes, 100%. You know, that's where that advocacy role comes in. And so you you hit it right on the head by saying that. Um, But talking about gandering support for different missions, how do you think that Miss America delegates can leverage their platforms and community service initiatives to raise awareness for the importance of conservation. I mean, each of us have such wildly different, and while they may overlap a little bit, wildly different things that we're passionate about and and different community service initiatives, but I am a big believer that climate change is the number one killer and it's going to be the biggest issue that we face in the world. So how do you think that we can rally other Miss America delegates to support this mission while also promoting their own community service initiatives?
1: I think we can show them the way that, you know, climate change and environmental issues, they really tie in with just about everything in your life. I mean, even if you think of something that could be you know, totally unrelated, we had someone who was interested in financial planning and making sure that people were more literate with their finances, that can still tie in to the environment and to budgeting and learning what money supports what. So finding ways that other state delegates and local delegates can tie in the environment to their community service initiatives, we can work together and support one another. Um, I know here in Delaware recently, we had... A big issue where taxpayers were frustrated that their money was going to replenishing beach dunes. And they had felt that it was purely an environmental thing that they couldn't see the benefit from or maybe an aesthetic thing. And really, it comes back to protecting the town's economy by replenishing those beach dunes and putting in a very small amount of taxpayer dollars. They ended up protecting infrastructure, protecting the businesses here. I mean, it could have been ultimately millions of dollars of damage if we hadn't protected these dunes. I mean, while we're recording this, there's this massive storm going on. Had we not replenished the dunes, we could have seen millions of dollars of damage. um, Showing that the environment ties into so many different things, whatever someone's interest is or their community service initiative is, it does play a role in the environment as well.
0: It's so funny that you would bring up the dunes. I was literally just having a conversation about this about two days ago as an argument with somebody who didn't think that dunes were important. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. I live in Pennsylvania. We don't have dunes here, but I'm a big frequenter of Cape May. You know, that's where my family is from. And, and so, I mean, just beaches in general need dunes. So I think that's so funny that you pulled all of that in, but you're exactly right. Like People don't necessarily realize the way that the things they do and the organizations they support and their impact have an impact on so many other things. Um, but staying in gear of the Miss America organization, as Miss Delaware and as a candidate in this organization, you know what initiatives or projects have you personally been involved in that have helped promote the conservation of our forests, wildlife, and just overall well-being of life on land.
1: I was a co-author for a book that I worked with a student in the psychology department and art department at University of Delaware on a project called Science Through Storybooks. So in Delaware, what we could do is work with elementary school students and high school students on scientific literacy Starting at an early age to show people that they can understand science and then actually be able to understand the research behind climate change, I think is going to be one of the biggest changes for the future to start like a whole generation of people who really care about the environment and understand the changes going on. Um, To me, I think probably the biggest barrier to get through for people to get change to the environment or to start caring about the environment is for them to understand what actually is going on. as Miss Delaware, by writing that book and by working with the community on improving scientific literacy, I'm hoping that, you know, it's not just a change that's happening this year while I'm Miss Delaware. It's a change that can happen for the next five and 10 years of making this whole generation of people that not only care about the environment, but understand the changes going on and can continue to show other people.
0: So how did you find your way into the Miss America organization? What's your origin story of becoming Miss Delaware? (laughs)
1: it's actually funny. I, when I went, I had no idea that it was so accessible to just anyone. You know, I always thought it was like the toddlers and Tiara's kids that grew up and kept doing pageantry. Um, And then when I went to college, I went to the university of Delaware, a woman on my floor that I had lived on had said that she was competing. And I was like, what? I was like, you're, but we're so similar. Like you're just like me. I can't believe that you could just do it. She was like, yeah, you should just come this year and just see how it is and see if you like it. And when I heard about how much scholarship money is made available to people that compete and that you can just, like, you could just sign up, you could just do it. I was like, is this, how is this not more well-known? Like, everyone should be able to do this. It's just untapped scholarship potential. It helps you grow. So as soon as I saw her compete, I signed up the next year. I was just blown away because not only do you get scholarship money, but you grow so much. Um, Having to choose a community service initiative, it really kind of changed my entire career path. I had originally been in school as an elementary educator student. um, And just through supporting my community service initiative, I ended up completely changing my major to marine science. So it was a full 180, changed my career path completely. Um, And yeah, I back to, I guess, competing. I competed for four years. Um, I loved every single year. I loved meeting the girls. I liked the opportunities it gave and the growth that I saw in myself. Uh, I ended up not competing for the next few years, actually for five years. And this past year, they changed the age limit. It would have been my last year of eligibility um, with that change. And I thought, just why not? I had seen so much growth in myself for the four years that I had done it. I I'm now like in my career, i finished school. Um, and I think it's a really good way to still make a difference and still push myself and see how much more I could grow. So I thought I was just sign up for one final year and see how it goes. And here we are. I like cannot believe that I, after all these years can finally say that I am miss Delaware and finally put all these ideas to use on a statewide basis.
0: So as Miss Delaware, what is it that you are looking forward to most? as you are preparing to compete for Miss America.
1: (laughs) I'm just excited. I love all the community events. Obviously, as a local title holder, they were so fun. But to be Miss Delaware and finally, you know, you put your sash on little girls or you put your crown on little girls and you see how excited they get and you can really inspire them and show them that they can really do whatever they want to do. It's just so fun. It's the most rewarding part of being Miss Delaware is going to these community events, meeting everyone, and being able to share you know, not only your community service initiative, but the story that you can absolutely push yourself past your limits, past whatever you thought you could do and just go achieve your dreams. I think that's so cool to see little kids realize that.
0: I love that. And I think you're exactly right that that's one of the best parts about the Miss America organization is just the connections that you make and the people that you meet and obviously the impact that you're able to have, whether it's your community service initiative or just sometimes just standing there as a girl in a crown and the way that people (laughs) flock to you for it is such a bizarre feeling, but also one of the most rewarding. Um, And so I'm so grateful that we've been able to have this conversation. But before we go, I do have one last question for you. And that is, Emily, if you had to give one piece of advice to a young person that wanted to change the world, what would it be?
1: You can just Get out there and do it. Don't think that you can't. Don't think that anything's holding you back. If you want to go make a difference, it can start with even an email or your podcast. You're reaching out to anyone that you want to talk to and work with. You can just do it. You can just go make a difference and give it a shot and see how far you get.
0: Emily, thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing your story. And I am so excited to have more women in the world who care about sustainability, who care about our planet. And I'm so excited to go to Miss America and be able to watch. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Ah, I'm so excited to be able to watch you and and everybody, you know, talk about what they're passionate about. But of course, to hear you be able to talk about our environment on the Miss America stage. Uh, But to our listeners back at home, you can learn more about Emily's mission by following her on Instagram. Instagram at MissAmerica.de and learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sisters in Sustainability Podcast and at Sustainability Starts With You. Join the hashtag Cispod Nation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening.